good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the Blacksmith's Furnace. Blah. With maybe M. O. Man like Mo. That is me. <laughs> and gems. We are joined, yes, indeed. We're joined today by the lovely gems. Um, Robert is out. I think he's doing something legit. Robert is being a pagan. But yes, yeah? he's being a always. pagan. Um, we, we will presume, I think it's safe to presume, he is being a pagan. Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> shout out Robert, Bobby A, chasing babes. <laughs> At this okay. time of night, mud. Being pagan. <laughs> um, yeah, so, post Valentine's <coughs> Day. I think we'll mm. start there, let's start there. Because uh, no story time, because Robert's not here. So, post Valentine's Day, as a married couple. Uh-huh. With a lovely, lovely bundle of joy. He's asleep, praise Jesus. <laughs> he needs to stay asleep. <laughs> that kind of sounds threatening. <laughs> you understand, if you get a child that doesn't like sleep, when they are asleep... The sleeper hold, yeah, has never looked so appealing. Anyway, you're about to ask us a question. <laughs> we love our daughter, we do, we love her. For child sleeping? support, try to come... Um... <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so as, as a, a young couple, you guys still have that youthful exuberance. Don't know. Um, but you have a young kid. How, how was Valentine's Day for you guys? Um, you were at work, I think. Yeah, I was at work. Can, can I add as well? I don't know if, if, if I need to edit this out, I'll edit this out. Valentine's Day is very close to anniversary day for you guys as well yeah it? of proposal of proposal yeah oh yeah not anniversary yeah, yeah. so I guess it, it's, it holds a bit of extra significance yeah um, it does for me do you know what I was so consumed with practical things that needed to be done Peak. trust me so I was kind of <laughs> so consumed with practical things that need to be done that I didn't necessarily think of um, like Proposing a week before and stuff like that, I didn't actually remember it until afterwards, mm. after the day. Um, but I was very much looking forward to giving Demetrio a little treat. Um, I'd been working the whole day, and I did an extra job afterwards. Um, so yeah, I came back home tired, and I spent most most of the day at work. But still, there was something that I, I wanted to kind of just show my appreciation and stuff and get something meaningful. So, yeah. Yeah, he did. Which I wasn't expecting, because I think Valentine's Day isn't really, like, of massive importance mm. to us. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, we try to have regular date nights, although 2017 has been a bit of a flop in trust, that regard so far. But, um... Yeah, so I didn't know Mo was going to get me a gift, so I didn't get him anything. But usually, I would get you a card, mm-hmm. or, like, usually I, um... Yeah, I'm, usually I'm she'll be the it. one who gets me stuff, and I'm just like, oh, um. But I had a plan, okay, so let me tell you my plan, because it fell through, so I can talk about it, yeah? Sweet. So, um... So, Mo was saying to me that he had to go into work on Wednesday, which he doesn't usually have to do. And I'm on, like, this email list where I get opportunities to go to the theatre for, like, discounted prices or, like, free. Mm. And there was a show on the Wednesday. Um, there was a matinee show at, like, 2.30. And so I had planned for us both to go to this show. 
So I hollered his manager on WhatsApp. Nice. And I was like, oh, most of them are coming in tomorrow. He's like, no, he's not coming in. I was cheating. He's like, no, it's his study day. He's not coming in. I was like, are you sure? Because he's pretty determined that he's coming in. He's like, no. I was like, okay, because I want to book some tickets. So um, he was like, cool, cool. Yeah, that's fine. I'll make sure I tell him you can't come in tomorrow. But I won't tell him why. So I had a plan, innit? Mm. And then when I went to book the tickets, there was only one ticket left. Oh. One. Jesus knew. I was like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> Go by myself? Send him by himself? So, um, yeah, I had planned to be all romantic and spontaneous mm. and that, but that failed. Oh, I know. <laughs> do you know what? The, the, <laughs> when Jesus steps in. <laughs> Mate. No, woman. Do you know what? That actually was good. Not that I fell through or anything, but because I actually ended up, I didn't know that Devonshire kind of made these plans. I left work on a Tuesday telling my manager that I'm not coming in. Mm. And then... On the Wednesday, I just text him, I'm coming in. So literally, like, he was just like, oh, okay. So, yeah, he didn't necessarily know that I was coming. Um, and I just I just turned up. Um, so, yeah, I, I was still in the process of thinking, am I going to go, am I not going to go? Yeah. And plus, there was an extra part for me to do on the Wednesday um, in terms of the extra job that I was kind of taking on board. So I was just like, yeah, I'll go in and get both of them done. Um, you know, you're just like swerving off the point. It worked out. Am I? Yeah, you're just giving them like extra details about your life. Yeah, that's really true. <laughs> that's but nothing yeah, no. to do with Valentine's Day. But yeah, no, Valentine's Day itself, um, as, Jamila, as Jamila said, is, is the love that we kind of share, something that we try to celebrate on a regular basis. Yeah. Date nights, um, if that doesn't happen, just like little meaningful gestures where Netflix and trying to chill. Trust me, when you've got a child, it's difficult. Mm. I I was, I was uh, there. Is that us? Well, for me, it was um, because we're in the process of planning a wedding Mm -hmm. and all of that. It's like everything's on hold till the wedding. Mm -hmm. Luckily, her birthday's afterwards, so we can do something. But my birthday's on hold. Well, I've decided my birthday's on hold, (laughs) Easter's on hold, (laughs) (laughs) Thursday was on hold. Like everything was on hold until we finished the wedding. Um, so I just, normally, Valentine's Day for me, I kind of take it upon myself to try and do something mm. special or something like something out of the ordinary. Um, because unlike you, we don't have date nights as, as often now. We don't have date nights, period. We, just, <laughs> <laughs> we don't have date nights. <laughs> we don't have date nights. We just go out when, whenever we can or, mm. or whatever. But um, normally I'll try and do something significant or mm. special. This year I was just like, nah, I'm chilling. <laughs> so I just sent her flowers or whatnot. But the, the thing that came to mind was the fact that for, maybe not so much for our generation, but for our parents, mm. stuff like once a kid comes, it's like life is on pause. Mm. Life as a couple, life, any sort of social life, any sort of romantic thing, it's out the window. There's a child. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's like, do you guys ever face that sort of pressure? Uh, because you guys are, as you said, quite intentional about having date nights. Mm. Or do you think that is in response to, you know, not letting life end because a new life has begun? That's a bar. Isn't it? I say so myself. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, before we had Leia, we used to go out. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't necessarily 
consciously we're gonna have a date night mm. because it was just us two. So mm. every night we went somewhere mm. was a date night, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think once you have a kid, then you've got to find childcare. So then you have to be more intentional. Mm-hmm. You can't just be like, oh, babes, like, let's go cinema tonight or let's go play ball or whatever. Because then it's like, who's going to look after our child? Um, Self-sufficient. <laughs> they need yeah. to just, just, leave her, just leave her the bottle. She's cool. So, <laughs> social services knocking on your door. Uh. I definitely think it was something we spoke about. Because <clears throat> when, when Leia was first born... Um, just the settling in period of mm. becoming parents and mm. finding a new routine and a way of living. Um, there was a t- there was a long period where we didn't mm. go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, Apart from the GPs of the hospital. Yeah, basically hospital. it was. Yeah, and I I think when we had a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Mo was feeling a bit neglected because you know. All my attention. Making me sound moist. I'm making you sound human, to be fair. Which is moist. <laughs> well, no, I get, I get to be honest, I've, I've spoken to other guys who um, have been through the same thing, like their wife's just had a baby, and they've said similar things to mm. me that Mo said to me, and I've been able to say to them, she's not doing it on purpose. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, she, she doesn't... No, no, no. Mm. because once once you have a baby as a mum, like your mind just goes into like this weird space where it's just like I'm in, I'm in charge of this life and like my whole attention is on this new being and mm. and breastfeeding and I'm changing and I'm watching and so the things that you might have done mm. in the house or like even just I don't know like texting your husband throughout the day. Or whatever you might just be texting him about the baby, mm. like you, do you know what I mean? Oh my gosh, she threw up! Mm. Oh my gosh, she did a poo! Oh my days, like she breastfed for longer today, and you're not really saying how was your day, mm. how was work, mm. and then when they get home, you might just be like, "Here's a baby, it's your turn. I need a shower." So yeah. you're not really like doing as you're not as attentive mm-hmm. as you used to be because you're just in a different place. So once he told me, then I was like, "Oh snap." Sorry, kind of forgot about you. Because mm. in my head, I was like, you're a human, innit? You're a big person, so... Yeah, you, you, you know what I mean? Your life's mm. sorted. Mm. So let me just focus on the one that doesn't have it, can't mm. do anything. Um, but communication is key because mm. it, it allowed us then to be intentional. Mm-hmm. It allowed me to be intentional mm. and to then make sure that the love didn't just dissolve I think, I think it's extremely interesting that you say that as well it's, uh, and that you you get other you, you sp- haven't spoken to other guys find the same kind of thing because it, it almost then seems like it could become a trend especially if there is no communication mm-hmm. then the guy starts feeling um, bitterness towards his wife or something. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember I think it was a T.D. Jakes um, sermon and he was like uh, you know for most couples or he, he reviewed some statistic and I was like, for most couples, divorce will can can come long after the kids have left because once the kids came, they were all that was holding the relationship together mm-hmm. because they come with their own storm, mm-hmm. is the word he used. Um, and once that storm is gone, you guys are no longer really friends, you know, mm-hmm. don't really know each other mm-hmm. because the focus has been on... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so. it's very easy to live your life around your children mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they consume mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. of your time. And if you if you're not careful... 
you'll just be living around your child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all your communication is about them, all your decisions are about them, mm-hmm. and you can even stop. You can lose part of who you are. Mm-hmm. And I think the first year of being a mum, there were times where I just forgot that, that I had a purpose before she was born. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. I would, and some days it was great because I was like yes motherhood is amazing and this mm. is what I want to do and it's great and other days I was like oh my gosh am I ever going to be myself mm. or am I just mm. going to spend my life looking it's after life, this life um, so yeah it's a balance that you've mm. got to find for me as well um, with the whole situation when Leia was born um, I found myself in a position of consciously feeling like as the husband, as the man, I need to ensure that both Jamila and Leia are as good as possible. Mm. They're in the best position, so um, just like serving them and ensuring that things are right, ensuring that both of them have what they need. Mm. So I was constantly like um, doing the bits and pieces around the um, house so that Jamila could like have a, have that time with Leia. Whenever I go work, come back, I would want to spend that time with Leia. Mm. And... It very much came. It became like Jamila was saying. Um, she, she, uh, Leia was the new life, and I want to kind of form that bond with her and get to know her and stuff. And I was kind of giving Jamila time to rest and do like kind of relax and recuperate a bit. And as soon as we swap, I was just kind of going into service mode where I wasn't necessarily just spending time with her. I was doing things for her and doing things for Leia. And it it. it for me as well, I realised that there was a shift from spending time with her as, as a couple to just ensuring that she has what she needs mm. and mm. spending that time with Leia. Mm. Um, and yeah, it, it was like serving her, spending time with Leia and stuff, and I realised that it was, as Jamila was saying, starting to be orientated around Leia. Mm. And that wasn't healthy because exactly as you said, I didn't want it to be a case of everything is just centred around her is just centered around there. I wanted us to still retain our relationship, even with with children and stuff. I wanted it's this might sound a bit weird, but I wanted us to still remain priority in terms of the relationship, and then from our relationship, we parent the children. Yeah, yeah. Um, remain a team. Yeah, just really, yeah. yeah. So it's my wife comes second only to God. So not even the children hold that space or hold that position. Um, So I wanted to maintain that balance where she's second to God, the family is unlike the children are under her. Mm. So my first point of call is my wife. Mm. And then after that, children. Um, And so, yeah, just navigating that and realising within myself that, yes, there has been this shift, there has been this transition. And then having that talk with... Jamila and both of us realising that yes we need to do something about it so it was actually Jamila that suggested the date nights yeah. <clears throat> and when it started it was great so we're like alright cool we kind of planned a routine and stuff to kind of keep it going to ensure that it keeps us us mm. um, and it was it was great it always has been great I definitely noticed just like a rekindling of our love um, just by us purposefully setting out date nights, mm. um, 
I don't mind sharing this. I don't know. Do me not mind either. But um, yes, <laughs> we kind of took turns. So it's like each date night was one person's responsibility, and we did it every other week. Mm. So one person would plan it, find the places to go, blah blah blah. Other person wouldn't know. Mm. It would be like a little surprise. It didn't have to be anything expensive. Didn't have to be a fancy place. Just you've put in thought mm. and you've put in the effort to research and trying to get something done. So. For the person who planned it, it's like, yeah, like, I've planned this little date for us. And the person who is enjoying it, it's like, oh, she thought about me and she's actually planned a surprise for me. So mm. there's a sense of excitement from both people. Mm. And we get to enjoy it as a couple. Mm. So, yeah, it, 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 that definitely helped out a lot. Mm. Um, I think one, one thing as Christians, it's easy to just see, like, getting married as, as an end point almost. Mm. And then it's it's... I think maybe nowadays we're starting to realise the importance of maintaining some sort of actual relationship mm. or being intentional about having some sort of relationship with your with your partner post marriage. Mm. That isn't just you know, thank you. That isn't just relationship goals. Yeah, I think um for I think it definitely depends what you've seen in your house mm. in terms of um, or not necessarily in your house because not everybody comes from a two parent married family mm. but your experience of what marriage looks like so it might have been your house it might have been your aunties it might have been your grandparents but how you perceive marriage to be growing up definitely affects your expectations of marriage when you're in it Mm. and so for me my mum and dad have been together like my whole life um and so growing up I saw them working as a team Mm. um and like my mum and dad love each other off and to the point where it's almost like they don't have other friends which I think is weird but (laughs) like (laughs) <laughs> if you see one, you see the other. Like they, they come as a package deal. Oh, um so yeah, so like growing up that's what I saw. Like my mum only had eyes for my dad, like that was it. Like she she don't she don't go out with anybody else. She barely talks to anybody else on the phone. And people might think that that's that's weird, but if you know my mum as a person it's it's a good thing that she found somebody. <laughs> Such a shock. No, not in a shock way, but she's the she's the type of person that relationship building for my mum is difficult. Mm. I, what I've learned now as a as an adult that because of um, the things that took place in her childhood, trusting people and building relationships with them has been hard. So the fact that she found my dad mm. and they've maintained that. Mm-hmm. for 40 odd years yes. um, goals yeah is important because I think being with my dad has allowed her to be herself she's found a place mm-hmm. where she's accepted completely for mm-hmm. who she is mm-hmm. and I think because she's found that she's like I don't need nobody else um, I got my man that's it like <laughs> I'm, I'm done <laughs> you found my man <laughs> okay we found my man my mum does not have a Jamaican accent anymore. Mate, not at all. <laughs> like, it's so gone, you wouldn't even know she was born there. Um, so, yeah, for for us, I think pre marriage counselling 
really helped mm. us to have those discussions about mm. expectations um, and what we wanted our life to look like and mm. our marriage to look like, our parenting mm. to look like. But I would say it is, you have to be intentional yeah. about yeah. marriage. Yeah. And I think people think it's just going to be calm. Mm. So I mean, like, get married and that's it. Like, we're going to love each other forever. Good luck, cuz. Um, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's because you see, like, when you read a fairy tale and it's like, and they lived happily ever after. Yeah. yeah. The happily ever after comes with sacrifice mm. and it comes with work yeah. and it comes with the choice to compromise yeah. and to yeah. love even when you're irritated and frustrated yeah. and stuff. Like, it's not just... I wake up and everything's okay. And that's my problem with the popular concept or the popular ideology of love as presented by the media. It's always, love. It's always one major obstacle. Just one major obstacle. Oh, she lives up in a tower. I've got to get down. <laughs> you know, or there's this guy, you know, loving basketball. Something like that. It's, just, it's always one major conflict. They overcome the conflict in the climax of the movie and then it's happily ever after. Yeah. But then it's a marathon of every single day being intentional about having now joined in with this person and living together, seeing things that you have never seen before, um, behaviours that you've never seen before. Trust me. Um, mm. wow. <laughs> wow. No shots, no shots. Yeah. No shots. Disagreement. Well, I mean, even, even, even more talked about, you know, the the washing up thing and, mm. and the fact that you had your way of doing things, she had her way and you realised, okay, maybe my way is not good. Mm. Having to learn how to let go of your old ways and, and adopt new ones. Mm-hmm. They don't portray that in the movies because that will take long and it's not as interesting. Yeah, exactly. But it is just as real. Mm. And also, I I think that things that you might not expect to become an issue Mm. could become, like, external things. Mm. Because sometimes you two can be great and then, you know, your family Mm. start conflicts Mm. or you know, work stresses and money stresses and even though you two still love each other, like, there's external things Mm -hmm. that will come upon your relationship and if um, you are not willing to communicate them or resolve them, then it will be hard. Mm. Do you know what? I actually find it very interesting you say that. (coughs) There's a statistic. I thought you were going to go because your family. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not talk about family. Well, this is awkward. There's a statistic that says... Um, I'm quoting it vaguely because I really can't remember. I just remember like the rough numbers. But more than half of the marriages that end in divorce in the first year is due to financial stress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like um, some of that is partially due to shelling out for weddings that you can't necessarily afford. Hmm. And, and then, honeymoons that you can't afford. Ending up yeah. with such an amount of debt mm. that you're now stressed mm. after you've actually yeah, had yeah. the wedding. Yeah. Um, and that's another thing that both Jamila and myself are very intentional about in terms of what, realistically, are we putting aside for this marriage. Um, for, for us, our main priority wasn't necessarily the marriage, it was more how are we going to live after the marriage? So where are we going to live? Yeah, after yeah, the wedding. wedding yeah. <laughs> after the marriage, man. You, you, you stopped it around. Trust me. I just thought you completely stopped around, yeah. Um, how, where are we going to live after the wedding? Yeah. Um, so it's like pr- practical stuff. Yeah. Um, renting. Yeah. What do we need? 
how much do we need for a deposit, this and that. So we're look, looking at that as well as looking at um, stuff for the wedding. But then we're like, all right, cool. Based on our budget for living after the wedding, what can we realistically afford for the wedding? Um, and also, as Jamila said, in terms of marriage counselling being very key, one thing that I think we, by grace, had a good... Um, we are in a good position with was that most of what we were talking about within marriage counselling we had to some degree already started discussing outside of it so we were having these discussions and discussions and we were like alright cool realistically how many children do you want um, how do you kind of see yourself parenting what have you seen go, gone wrong in parenting this and that so we were having practical conversations before we got into marriage counselling and when we got into marriage counselling they almost pointed at different elements that we hadn't thought about. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's having these mm. intentional conversations outside of not just relying on marriage counselling, like that's yeah. going to be the be or end all, yeah. but having these discussions about nitty-gritty stuff outside of that as well. I think it's, it is important, like, the marriage counselling aspect of things ends up taking, like, because it's by people that have done it before, mm. and have done it for a while, and are based on their experiences, you know, uh, giving you some wisdom, but it is it is incredibly insightful and useful. Yeah, yeah. Um, something we don't do on the podcast is mention names, but I'll mention Lighthouse Chapel because we've only just been on two um, mm. two sessions, sessions of them, yeah. and it's just like mind blowing. Literally, and it's yeah. like, and they're saying things that if you are if you're the type of person that just overthinks stuff as you are mm. and as I am. It's stuff that you've thought about, mm-hmm. but it's stuff that you've not vocalised because it's just a thing. Yeah? And mm-hmm. you realise, okay, we need to talk about this, so we should talk about it. So mm. it's good that we're talking about this. But, yeah, and with them as well, they just talk about sex so much. <laughs> so it's like, it helps to demystify that. Yeah. Because if you come from a church like mine, Pentecost, <laughs> they don't talk about sex at all. Not yeah, at all. Like Apart it's, from it's don't fall in the yeah. Literally. Literally, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh no, they'll talk about it when you do it. Yeah. And yeah. they'll suspend you. Exactly. And then they'll, they'll put you in front you of the church and oh. that'll be like, yo, they'll like. They'll put you in front and then send you to the back. <laughs> and then they'll tell you to bring your types. Nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> so you just... don't come. Direct, standing <laughs> order. Don't come. Um, but it's it's good that they, they really address everything and, and they go into detail. And I think it's important to be having those kind of conversations. No, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so do that for Valentine's Day. Talk about marriage. Yes. I just ended some relationships. Not sex, marriage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just clarify. Um, just one thing I wanted to say, sweet. just about the um, divorces and the financial mm-hmm. stuff. I think I personally was never worried that that would end our relationship. Still not worried that it would end our relationship. Because um, growing up, I have been in a house where we didn't have central heating for 10 years because we couldn't afford to fix it. Um, my dad was out of work for a long period of time when I was young. My mum was the main breadwinner, but we struggled. But we were happy. Mm. Like, we we ate cornmeal porridge and corned beef and rice more times than corned I cared to. Corned beef and rice is boss. It is, but back in the day, yeah. corned beef was cheap. It's expensive now. Because they're just trying it, but, but back in the day it was cheap. Like it was like spam, and it it was just 
mm-hmm. what you bought because you couldn't afford fresh meat. So I've watched my parents deal with struggle and not have money and still come out the other side. Mm-hmm. And so I know that love is more important than money and that you can you can still love with hmm. nothing. Like, it's not... Why uh, are you making this video blush, like? <laughs> <laughs> it's true, it's true, man. <laughs> black man blush. <laughs> so all these people that are putting up... And I'm, uh, I'm indirecting, but I don't care. Um, single women that put up statuses on Facebook talking about your waiting um, on God because you know that he might need to make your man more financially viable so that he can give you the lifestyle that you need. Mm. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. Like, you just, just, just stop. God can't disappoint you if he doesn't bring a man. <laughs> you see that meme with a guy going like this? <laughs> Pointing to his head. Pointing to his temple, like, yeah. Just, I think people put way too much emphasis. And yes, when you dream about your house and, and your life, it would be great if you didn't have any financial worries ever. And you could take 700 holidays and all of that stuff, yeah? But just be realistic about it and know that seasons are temporary, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So even if you don't have something in one season, as long as you guys are working towards not repeating that for the rest of your life, Mm -hmm. then you can get through it. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. All right, so moving on to lighter things. Hey. Sure relative, lighter. Relatively lighter. Relatively. Grammys was last week. Mm. Yes, sir. Grammys was last week, and um, in the Christian world, because that's the one that we're mostly Christian concerned Dom. with. Christian Dom. Christian <laughs> Dom. Uh, that we're mostly con- uh, concerned with. We saw Kurt Franklin and who was the singer? Uh, some gospel singer. Yeah, Tamila. Do... Tamila Man. Possibly, yeah, 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 it was. Yeah. It was yeah. 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 Take me to the king. Um, do a, actually a very nice performance with Chance the Rapper. Nice. Um, is that the word you're going to well, use? I thought, I thought it was cool. I thought the performance okay. was cool. I just don't like nice as an adjective. Oh, yeah, you don't. You don't, you don't like him when you say that performance as well. It's like, nice, really? Like, I've, seen nice? I've seen you write that before. <laughs> <laughs> nice, really? <laughs> We're poets. I, I remember that quote, actually. You wrote that exactly. With a base of him quoting like that. Uh, he did a he did a it was a good performance <laughs> with Kurt Franklin and uh, it was gospel gospel themed I don't know why I don't know why you're showing that picture right now <laughs> these people don't know what we're talking about anyway continue Luckily. Chance the Rapper um, I told yeah. you when I'm getting ready I'm Kurt Chance the Rapper was like, I thought it was nice you know his um, it was a gospel song that they performed if you watch the Grammys or if you look for the Grammys Chance the Rapper and grand performance, you will see it. And when he won, he was very, um, uh, I think in his response, he was talking about God a lot. Mm. Um, but, and I don't listen to his music as mm. much. I think I've only listened to a couple of songs that I, if I remember correctly, were still full of curse words and stuff like that. And, you know. Yeah. Um, but the, most of my Christian friends, most of them, were quite, you know, quite excited. Quite, oh yeah, this is great. Chance the rapper, God, all oh, this, all this. Um, and I just found it, I just found it interesting mm. that we've got a circular rapper, because circular rapper, because I don't see him identifying as Christian hip hop. Um, but the second that they start mentioning God, like with Kendrick and with Chance, I mentioned a lot of buzzwords to get myself killed. <laughs> um, but the second they start mentioning God, Christians will jump on it. 
Mm. Mostly because they've been listening to his stuff when he's not mentioning God. The second they do, they feel like it's... It's more now justified. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, the question See, is... I knew he was spirit-filled <laughs> when he was talking about killing that man. I knew the spirit was there. <laughs> oh, okay. The, the, the issue is, why do we do that? Why, mm. why do we jump on so quickly? Um, or, or jump up so quickly the second that... Beyonce is thanking God for. Oh, please you know, don't talk about that one! <laughs> for, for, for winning Grammys, yes. and it's like, which part of your songs um, are you thanking God for? If that makes sense. Surfboard? Mud. What? Um, okay. Alright, so I, I want to talk about Chance's um, performance. Mm. So, in this marriage, my husband is the hip hop <laughs> fanatic, right? <laughs> oh, God. This I like. Shade. It's not shades. So I'm saying that you're the one with the expertise, isn't it? Somewhat, yeah. Yeah. I I only know it by default because it gets played in my house mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. Our house, whatever. <laughs> um. Like so I started saw, off as her house, but cool. I changed. I changed. I said it. started off. Okay, man. Let me say what I have to say. <laughs> so I saw um, domestics. I saw the performance mm. on Facebook. And Moe will tell you that, like, I'm not really, like, a huge fan of mm. the hip-hop, like... No. It doesn't, it doesn't move me. Mm. Like, I appreciate it. I like beats. I used to rap myself. Like, I appreciate Chicks. talent. Lady. Finesse. Oh, yes. Um, Check but when I'm, when I'm trying to get to the presence of gods, hip-hop's not really taking me there. Yeah. So, um, so, anyway, so it, it came up on my feed. I watched it. And I was I was moved, surprisingly, because I wasn't expecting to be moved. Mm. But there was so, and it wasn't just because they were singing how great is our God, even though that's a dope song. Mm. Um, but in his actual performance, when he was spitting, mm. um, I saw like the emo- like he was fully emotional about mm. being on the stage and having this opportunity and. Um, I truly believe that he he was thankful to God mm. throughout that whole performance. Mm. I haven't listened to Chance's um, music, music. Mm. so yeah, I'd, um, I don't know, but I've heard that other songs are not as mm. holy a ghost sanctified. Mm. Yeah, mm. Um, we had this conversation. I had a conversation with my before, and I was saying, well. You know, maybe everybody goes through a process, right? Mm. When you get saved. And you don't become, you know, holy overnight. A lot of the times Mm. Mm. it takes time. God's working on you over different things. Mm. So I can't speak for his salvation Mm. or lack thereof because I have no knowledge of it. Mm. But I do think that the fact that he took that moment being on the Grammys, knowing how many people he was going to perform to, mm-hmm. and the fact that he had other songs mm-hmm. that are not glorifying mm-hmm. God in any done. way mm-hmm. that he could have done, mm-hmm. the fact that he decided, no, this is what I'm going to sing, this is what I'm going to perform, mm-hmm. this is how I want to do it. Mm-hmm. It means something to me. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, yeah, he could have, like, <laughs> Beyonce was doing some, hey, Mm. <laughs> some ritualistic stuff up mm. there yeah <laughs> um mm. so yeah it is it is a it is a moment 
where you just I respect his decision right. to do right. that. Right. And right. if if he does want to serve God and and this is part of his process, hip hop is storytelling, right? It's yeah. it's talking. So if he's talking about things that happened in his past and that's genuine, mm. then he's speaking from a place of truth. Mm. And if as his life continues to change his lyrics reflect that, then he's just documenting his journey. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, I kind of, I'm kind of, along, I kind of echo what Jamila says to a degree. Um, echo, echo. It's like, <laughs> as Jamila said, like, I listen to a lot of rap. and A lot. Easy. 24-7. And like, um, there's a, a real crossover. So, I listen to both gospel rap and secular rap. Mm. I listen to both um, UK rap, which is mostly like grime um, and a lot of like violence and whatever in it. Sometimes I tell him to turn it off. Yeah, because it just because my spirit is just like, what is this? And sometimes like I'll be playing, I'll be listening to it, and then Leia would come into the same room and be like, "You can't listen to this," so I'll turn it off. Mm. And so there's an awareness that the content isn't the greatest. Mm. Um, and th- there's like a... I guess the argument can be made towards me and, and like, why are you listening to this if you yeah, don't necessarily... Yeah, could be. Could be, babe. <laughs> Definitely, could be. Some sort of shots going on right now. <laughs> and I, th- I think I've... It's not necessarily justifying it. Um, and it's not necessarily condoning it. And I'm saying this with, um, it really got tense here, boy. I'm I'm saying it with with like an air of caution, um, saying just because you see another Christian doing something doesn't necessarily mean that you can do it. Mm. Um, but it's also being sensitive to the to God's spirit and sensitive to how He's leading you and how sensitive He wants your ear to be and uh, stuff like that. And also even being sensitive to the fact that I can't always listen to that music. Mm. There's sometimes where God is like, turn it off. Mm. I'd rather you listen to something else during the season and stuff like that. Mm. So there are times when like there, there there's a restriction on me that I can't listen to it for a particular reason or um, another. Mm. And currently I'm in a position where um, I'm taking a lot in in terms of cre- um, creativity, mm. and I'm not just saying you need to look outside of the church for creativity, whatever this and that. But most of what the church kind of palms off as creativity <laughs> is, is mediocre. To, to kind of say it, put it lightly. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that everything is mediocre. Mm. There are some people who are doing some dope work yeah, yeah. and I listen to them. Um, but and now, I think now those people are increasing numbers yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day. Back, back in the day, it was very slim pickings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now there are a lot more people who are pushing themselves creatively mm. and starting to push the boundaries as to what is acceptable and what they actually want to put out there as good artistry. Mm. And I find that good artistry is almost easily found outside of the church. Mm. And... I'm look. I'm listening to them from a point of this is good artistry, mm. and I'm looking at the elements like why I'm vibes into it. I'm looking at the storytelling. Um, it's giving me an insight. I, I mentioned it. No, you didn't hear that podcast, but um, 
it's given me an insight into um, reality from their perspective. Mm. Um, and in my context, it it benefits me in the sense of I am able to, because I'm a youth minister, I am able to approach and enter into different contexts almost with an insight already before mm. I go into it. Mm. Um, and, yeah, so it, it has its benefits. But as I said... There are times when God is like, all right, cool. I don't want you listening to this. Um, But in saying all of that, coming back to your initial question in terms of chance, I feel this might not be true of everyone, but I feel like Christians are almost in a desperate position to to be seen as relevant. That whenever they see someone of relevance starting to quote scripture or starting to point vaguely towards a notion of God, they jump on it and they're like, yes, this person is Christian, they're pointing towards our God. When in actuality, no, they could be pointing to any idol Mm -hmm. and And calling it God. And And we don't necessarily know Mm -hmm. that it's our God that they're referring to. They could be saying Jesus, but have a totally different concept Mm -hmm. of what? Jesus. Literally. (laughs) I I, I completely agree. I think... Jimmy, what what Jamila was saying was for me quite sobering mm. because for me almost to some extent whenever anything American comes on American Christian mm-hmm. I almost just kind of push it to the side because for me America being Christian is almost part of the culture mm. and I see that in the fact that BET can have a show that advocates fornication and all sorts of nonsense and then Sunday Best and then another show that advocates also like sandwiched in there, mm-hmm. and it's normal. You know, you can watch so Love and Hip Hop, and then Mary Mary, and it's all on the same <laughs> kind of like thing. And it's like it's almost part of the mm. of, of the of the culture, so it almost loses its relevance mm. because it's just a cultural status thing. Mm-hmm. We're Christian because we're not Muslim, or we're not. They don't have traditional religions, so you know we're not Buddhist, or we're not Hindu, so we're Christian kind of thing. Sometimes. Not everyone, but I think maybe it causes me to be somewhat harsh as well, because when um, when I saw Chance's performance, I didn't, I didn't even give it the time to look for the spirit there, not not to yeah to test it for mm. the spirit or something like that. It was almost like, oh, that's nice, <laughs> you know. You've got some people we consider genuine. You've got Kirk Franklin. I know him. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it 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 wasn't like is he actually a thing because of the songs I th- I, I think I've heard a couple of songs and I didn't necessarily see God there mm. so I'm like okay you know, same thing as maybe saying Justin Bieber you know initially he was like oh yeah Jesus Christ and I remember one friend would actually send me anytime he mentions Jesus because he used to mention Jesus a lot um, I believe in Jesus Christ my saviour and this anytime my friend would see it she would send it to me. Because I was just like, I don't see in the songs. Mm. I don't see what he produces. So why am I going to mm. say that he's a Christian or I'll jump on? But I think maybe that's me being a bit too harsh mm. to some extent. But at the same time, I think, as you said, we, we are quick to jump on. If, mm. if they start saying anything that almost justifies our indulgence mm-hmm. of, their, of their music, especially when we know we probably shouldn't be indulging in that. Mm. I think um, I was actually having this conversation with another one of the guys on our team at church today and I was saying um, in terms of artistry 
I see as if obviously he's not presenting himself as a Christian rapper. Mm. Um, half of these guys, there's Cassidy who um, got taken to prison yeah. on a murder charge, but he got found not guilty. And literally, he had an album where he was just thanking God, praising God, doing mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, these times, right beside it, he was talking about our uh, clapping N word in his face with this gun, this and that. And I'm like, cool. And then this last song, um, Whose side are you leaning on? I'm leaning on the. And it's like, and then we've got DMX, who kind of shows the same thing again. Um, He's a pastor now. <sighs> Easy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not saying nothing. Um, and I kind of see it as, uh, as Jamila rightly said, it's, it is a process. Mm-hmm. And even for me, when I first came to faith, it took me a while to stop swearing, mm-hmm. let alone doing other things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You just weren't writing songs about it. And, and that's the thing. And mm-hmm. that, that's, it's like, if you're... I kind of feel like as a... As an artist, mm. as you rightly said as well, the art kind of reflects where where you've been or where you, where you are mm. Um, mm. or what you see around you. Um, and if you've, I, I kind of feel like if you've been impacted by such a message as the gospel, um, there should be some echoes of it through your work. Now it could be one song, mm. it could be the whole, um, it could be the whole album. It, it could poke up here and there but I kind of feel like there should be some sort of a essence that kind of runs through your work um, the deeper your relationship is the more consistent it will be the more you will kind of start to hear it and stuff um, and God kind of moves you along mm-hmm. so I kind of look at people's body of work mm-hmm. rather than individual songs mm-hmm. and see consistently what do you kind of put out? What are you kind of promoting? Um, to be able to make a judgment of, all right, this person has made a transition, not necessarily to a gospel artist, mm-hmm. but he's made a, a transition to looking more towards God and that relationship kind of filtering through into what he's doing. Um, so, can I just... Yeah. So, based on what you said, so I just went on Google, mm-hmm. man like Google, um, to look up lyrics to Chance's songs. Mm. And what I found is the albums, well, the mixtape people out in 2012 and the one in 2013, there's, like, no... There's, like, God's not really there. Yeah. This one, the 2016 one, Colouring Book, there's about three, four songs that are specifically talking about God. Okay. And then there's other songs that um, he might appear in a line somewhere in the in the rap, mm-hmm. or but there's still other things going on in the rap mm-hmm. yet. So I'm not saying that it's a Christian album at all, yeah. but there seems to be some kind yeah, of some progression. progression. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. um, a more and more of essence, as you mm. said. Yeah. Right. So I I feel like this album, not that I've listened to it, but from what I've read of the lyrics, it it almost um, speaks of a lot of young people their Christian walk mm. where they know who God is mm. and they believe that he's great but they're still doing f- other things mm. 
And so if we were to be honest, we've probably all been in that place of yeah. that album. Mm-hmm. I can say there's been years in my life where I could tell you that God was great and I would believe it with my heart, but my lifestyle was showing a totally different side mm. of me. So if I was writing albums at that time, mm. um, there probably would have been mm. a bit of everything in there. <laughs> mm. Mm. So um, I, I, I would say that I respect the honesty mm. in his album as much as I wouldn't personally advocate Christians to listen to it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm. But I, I think that he is definitely reaching an audience mm. um, that is widespread and is and is not he's not aiming his album at Christians no. at all. No. So I don't even think he, he cares about our comments. No. But um with so there was an article that was written um, I didn't read the article, but the title of the article was like, it's hard to listen to Chance the Rapper when you're not Christian. And um, a lot of atheists were like getting at this article, like, shut up, we're talking about Chance is my favourite rapper and I don't even believe in God. Mm. And so I feel like he, like imagine all these atheists are listening to Chance, yeah? So yeah, they're, they're vibing to like all the other tracks, but at some point in the day, they're hearing Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. great is our God in that is, mm-hmm. yeah? And I think that that's an amazing thing. Yeah, I have to add to that as well um, by saying before I became a Christian, I was listening to Cassidy's album and hearing the song, Who Side Are You Lean and stuff like that. I was listening to um, Mims or Memes? Mims. The oh, guy. Mims, the guy who made This Is Why I'm Hurt. This yeah, 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 yeah. Um, some any catchy song and then he just dispersed from life, but um, he had one song I can't remember it, but it was very much just almost thanking God for all the good things that God had done, mm. and I was listening to these albums, I was vibing with it, and as Emilio was saying, there would then come this song that would over, almost sober me up mm. and get me thinking about. God in such a way that he almost invades my space mm, mm. and I'm not listening to Lecrae mm. I'm not listening to them guys there and these guys allowed God to invade my space mm. to the point where when I came to when I came to church I dropped all of their other songs mm. and had like a CD just with those songs that mentioned God mm. um, before I made a transition onto gospel rap mm. um so yeah, I do kind of see that. Yes, there is a case of they're not targeting church folk. They're not targeting Christians. Um, they're just looking at their just, own experiences. Yeah, mm-hmm. reaching the market that and the target that they they're normally going for. And it's great that at least there's some sort of mention or point or indicator towards God. Mm-hmm. And in God's providence, He can use the foolishness of man to 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 conform the wise. And it's it's exactly that. Um, Mm. But it's a case of um, Christians kind of jumping on it and fo- trying to follow suit. Mm. I'm like, that's a dangerous route to go down. Mm. Um, jumping on it in what sense? Jumping on it in terms of um, claiming it as their own or um, almost trying to sweep him into the Christian artist category. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah, almost as well, like, it's like, it's all cool to listen to it in secret, 
and then he does something like that um and then it's like oh all of a sudden you're like oh yeah he's my biggest i'm the biggest fan um because of one or two songs i mean in in the case of chance rap obviously it's Again, we can't speak to his salvation yeah. or lack thereof, yeah. but you see some sort of good signs, mm. I'll say. But you've had in other instances, uh, or, or with other people like, and, and I was saying earlier on, when, when you first posted that, I was going to post R. Kelly's He Saved Me, because that's quite clearly about <laughs> thingy, but then that came out before <laughs> Remix to Ignition mm. <laughs> and stuff like that. You know, uh, I remember Chris Brown's first album. His first album, probably my, my best album from him, was, you know, there's a whole song dedicated just to God and to thanking mm. God and to thanking his church upbringing and his mom and stuff. And, and most black artists yeah. ha- would have done have some, at mm. least yeah. one song yeah. in their life yeah. that is about God because yeah. most of them were brought up in church. In church, yeah. And, um... And if if you talk to people, there's a lot of people that don't go to church, but they believe in God and they say mm-hmm. prayers. There's drug addicts that will thank God for not getting catch. Yeah. Mm. So people's relationship with God or their understanding of God or how they communicate to him, I think, is um, is widespread and diverse. Mm. And mm. Um, I, I understand, like, sweeping him in and, and all of that stuff. But like you said, you listen to lots of different types of artists right mm-hmm. you listen to secular rap as well as christian rap so that if there's christians that are listening to chance and that's their thing then you can't really be a hypocrite can you yeah no I'm, I'm not i'm not saying i'm not saying it from a position of um don't listen to him i'm saying it from a position of putting him in the same category as those who quote-unquote like live their life going after um, christian hip-hop in terms of that's their target audience. That's what they're working at. That's what they're trying to go for. Um, and like, I wouldn't put Chance in the same category as So. You know, So's got a whole album teaching five solos. Yeah. He's the he's the reason I know about the five solos. You know, and I, I fair would, enough. And I'm sure So would be upset if he was put in the same category. Mm. But then I I suppose um, not all Christians that are listening to Chance have even heard of Esso. Yeah. So I, I guess if they're saying Shout oh, out Esso. Don't know. I'm I'm guessing if they're saying like, oh my god, chance, he's a Christian rapper, if they have limited understanding of what Christian rap looks like, sounds like and is, mm-hmm. then they're coming from a place of ignorance anyway. Mm-hmm. So to them, he's a Christian rapper because that's their understanding of what it is. Mm-hmm. So yes there's gonna be people on the other side that are gonna be bruh, are you mad like like, look at this whole plethora of artists we have, you've got to put chance with them. You don't mm. fit. Mm-hmm. But if that's your only reference point, mm. then I don't think you're trying to, like, upset anybody. Just yeah, I think over your um, artists, on the flip side as well, some... On the flip side as well, um, it can be seen, like, Christian... Um, some of the issues that Christian artists have is that other artists kind of look at the success of those who are secular and mention God mm-hmm. and then try to mimic what they're doing. Mm. So in terms of uh, mimicking their approach, their flow, um, mm-hmm. and they're like, yo, that's that's not doing your position justice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's like work on your artistry, but stay true 
to where God has kind of called you and how God is molding you as an individual without almost not selling out, mm. but leaning so much on the formulas in the world that you have seen work. Mm. And then I guess that also speaks about the because I know that there's a lot of rappers mm-hmm. who are Christian that would say I'm not a Christian rapper I'm a rapper who's Christian mm-hmm. yeah. right yeah. so there's a whole label right so they don't want to be stuck Shut. in yeah. the Christian hip hop label mm. because they're trying to reach platforms that are beyond <laughs> why are you laughing <laughs> why are you laughing why am I... you get it they're trying to reach reach yeah um, <laughs> Yeah, that's subliminal. Mm-hmm. So subliminal. Battle rap right here. <laughs> um, yeah. That are on different, in different places, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that some of them are going to be trying to emulate what they see because that's where they want to be. Mm-hmm. So if you're the people that are like, yes, I'm a Christian rapper. This is what I'm doing. This is this is this is the place I want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fine. But a lot of them are like, this is who I am, but I'm not trying to be in a box with y'all because mm-hmm. I'm yeah. trying to jump over there. But you see, the thing almost extends, and I know we're running we're right out of time, but the thing almost then extends to preachers that, because what tends to happen inevitably is the messages become more and more positive and less mm-hmm. and less biblical. You mm-hmm. know, and it almost then extends to preachers that are more motivational speakers mm-hmm. than they are actual teachers of the word if that makes sense so there you go yeah. I agree um, but then I I don't know whether I would expect a Christian rapper or a rapper that is Christian to um, necessarily uh, use his platform to be theological mm. Because yeah, it's his, it's his yeah. art, right? Yeah. So um, that would not be my main expectation. Mm. I want you to make music that's true to yourself and if mm-hmm. you serve God, then it will come out in your art in some form. Mm-hmm. But if you're a pastor or a preacher, like, you need to jump off to motivational speaking because you're a minister of the word. So mm. preach it, it, please. And yeah, um, kind of going off that again, I think we've, we've got... There, there's a line... Um, by Shul Baraka in one of his songs Roll to Humble where he says um, most of you um, if I wanted to um, your favourite rapper sounds like a clone something like that but I said if I wanted to listen to Drake I would have just listened to Drake mm-hmm. and then his second line was most of you guys sound outdated even though you're copying the future mm-hmm. and it, it's like and he's, he's he was speaking about Christian artists mm. where you've made a conscious deci- decision to be like yes I'm CHH mm. Christian hip hop and but still almost following the flows and the styles of the world yeah. and it's almost showing and telling that these guys are so influential in your move in mm. your work mm. that it, it could be that right you were listening to them before you got saved and then blah 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 this and that but it's, uh, it, it, it's almost like come with a genuine sound and something that is unique to you. But um, mm. at the same time, if you're um, a Christian who's a rapper, and or a rapper who's Christian, and you're like, I'm not trying to put myself into that category, I'm trying to reach this box, blah, 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 
again, a question could be kind of posed about your motives. Mm. Um, yeah. In terms of why do you want to reach that platform, mm. this and that. And you could have genuine um, genuine reasons. Yes, I'm not trying to knock you for trying to reach that, mm. that pedestal. It's just more a case of what's your motives or why are you trying to reach that pedestal. It's worth testing your heart. Worth testing your heart just to make sure that everything is still clear as it should be and you're not necessarily going against what you stand for um, or what you believe in um, so yeah I think it, it is muddy waters and being artists ourselves ourselves um, it is something that Christ doesn't necessarily always jump out of every single one of our pieces but when you look at consistently the body of work there's so, yeah, there's something there, and we haven't necessarily pitched ourselves as Christian poets or Christian writers. We're mm. just writers. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I just kind of feel. Don't be too quick to jump on the bandwagon. Mm. Um, and not be too quick to judge people. Judge, yeah. Yeah. Dis, dismiss, <laughs> dismiss the bandwagon. Yeah. Almost. Um, mm. Be sensitive to the spirit and allow God to kind of help you navigate in what you listen to. And how you judge what you listen, um, what is out there to listen to, um, but yeah, I think that's a good good place to round up. Don't know, don't know. Just hitting the hour mark, um, but yeah, I think uh, quite quite good, quite good points made. Mm. Um, it's another one of those episodes where I leave with a kind of changed mind. <laughs> um, but yes, let's do our tags. Which I realise we've outsourced to Robert, so we're kind of lacking on. We've got um, Calvin Turner, Hunter yes. Calvin Turner, and the owner of Amazing Logo. Yep. We've got Brothers in Rhyme or Partners in Rhyme. Partners in Rhyme. Partners in Rhyme on the intro and outro no, music. I'm not let Robert get away with that. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> Partners in Rhyme for the intro and outro music. Yes. Um, you can find us on or you can find us on iTunes, The Blacksmith Furnace. Search for it with an apostrophe, or on SoundCloud at www.soundcloud.com front slash the blacksmith furnace without an apostrophe we will be on our podcasting apps stitcher um whatever you use we're, we're on there um also shout out to gems gems don't know for being here hi um writers and scribes yes writers with a z, z and scribes with a z dot org you'll find out don't a lot don't from know. there check out hp's h h muse h mm-hmm. Uh, Rose Instagram account for dope pics. All your photography pictures. needs. <laughs> but you know, you should also check out the soon up um, up and coming photography page on um, Rise and Scribes. Some dope shots there, see, dope see, work see. there. So yeah, like quite Rise and Scribes. It's an all rounder. Um, poetry yeah. stuff, yeah. photography. Um, we've got email address. What's the email address? TVA. TBS fern, TBF fern, TBS, <laughs> TBS furnace at hotmail dot com. I think it's called at UK. It's called at UK. Just cc dot com and then do the dot co dot UK. And then um, Twitter is TBF furnace. Or is it the Furnace UK? UK? At the oh Furnace UK. Oh my gosh, you are so bad. Robert, we need you. <laughs> we, can't, we can't quit seeking. We, <laughs> we, can't, we can't do it. Yeah. Defer, at the Furnace UK. Um, um, is that it? That is. That is pretty much it. Yeah, that is it. Um, Robert's normally got um, poor people going, but I think the next one will be next month. Yeah. So you'll hear about that later on. Um, but, Isn't that amazing? Uh, not yet. Okay. Uh, still under development. Chase. Uh, but that will be the first. Signing up. <laughs>
Bye. Bye.